Join the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. We've got some good things coming up today. We're going to have a song here in just a little bit from Jim Reeves. He's going to be singing about that gentle shepherd. And we know that if there ever was a time when we need the presence of the Lord with us at all times, we need it today in this wicked world. And all the trouble and things that's happening, we need Jesus with us all the time. So stay tuned. We're going to get into the Word of God here in just a little bit and talk about the name of our God, the name which is above every name. So stay tuned. All right, we're going to have that song now from Jim Reeves as he's talking about that gentle shepherd, which was Jesus Christ.
Today I want to talk a little bit about the name of God, and I, I know we talk about that quite a, often, but there's so much in the Word of God about it, and it has such great importance for our healing and salvation and everything that we have need of. And looking into the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis, after uh, Adam and Eve had come together and Cain and Abel had been born, then uh, we know the story how that Cain slew Abel at a later date. Well, the Bible said here in the fourth chapter of Genesis and about verse 25, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth and to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. So God had a name clear back at that time, and they was, it was revealed unto them because men began to call upon the name of the Lord. And then I thought this was so interesting, if you want to turn with me to Numbers, the sixth chapter, and about verse 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, on this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Now this is a blessing that God wanted uh, them to put upon the children of Israel. Now listen to it. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. I don't have time to go into each one of those phrases and deal with it, but I'll tell you what, each one is so powerful. Then let's look at verse 27. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So then at this point in time, God was already telling them that he wanted his children to bear his name. And uh, then we go over to the sixth chapter of the 
book of Second Chronicles. And I thought this was interesting, too. And God says here, he said, But I have chosen Jerusalem. Now, we're in the sixth chapter, Second Chronicles, and verse 6. But I have chosen Jerusalem that my name might be there and have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Now, it was in the heart of David, my father, this is Solomon speaking now, to build a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. But the Lord said to David, my father, for as much as, in, uh, as it was in thine heart to build a house for my name, thou didst well in that it was in thine heart. Notwithstanding, thou shalt not build the house, but thy son, which shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house for my name. Now, I know that uh, we would look at that, and the first thing that we think about was Solomon. And Solomon did build the house or the natural temple uh, at that time. But there was a deeper revelation in that phrase. Because we know that Jesus Christ, at a later date, was called, when he came, he was called the son of David. And uh, he also said, Jesus Christ, in the book of Matthew, said whenever the revelation came of who he was, and Peter said, enjoy, remember the story, uh, thou art the Christ. And Jesus said to him, yeah, and he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. So in other words, he said, I'm going to build it. So I believe that this prophecy back here uh, in the sixth chapter of Second Chronicles that the one, the seed that was to come out of the bowels of David uh, from his loins, I mean, he shall build the house for my name. So out of his loins was going to come a son and he was going to build the house. Now, I know that Solomon built that first house, but if you take a look at it, it was Jesus that made the statement in the New Testament talking about the spiritual house that he was going to build his church. In the book of Romans, in the first chapter, verse 3, it says, Concerning his son Jesus Christ, all right, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit, of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So he was the seed of David according to the flesh. Now, he was going to build that house. Also back here in the sixth chapter of Second Chronicles, it's interesting, in about verse 20, that thine eyes may be upon this house. Now he's talking to God. That thine eyes may be upon this house day and night, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. Now he's going to put his name at Jerusalem. And uh, he, that's where he wanted his name, and he wanted his house at Jerusalem. Well, uh, I want you to think about something now. Let's look to the spiritual. We're always looking to the natural. But if we would go to the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, we'll find out uh, something there that's pretty interesting, that that house that we're talking about and uh, the church that Jesus said he was going to build, in the book of Hebrews, 
It says, we have not come to that mountain which might be touched, but we have come to Mount Zion. And he said, unto the city of our, the living God, which is that new Jerusalem. So he wanted his name not only upon that natural Jerusalem, but he also wants his name upon that spiritual Jerusalem. Here in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and uh, verse 22, But ye are not come unto Mount Zion, but ye are now come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, judge of all, and to the spirits of just men, made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. So I want you to think about it. But ye are come. We're not going to that mountain back there now. Uh, we're come to Mount Zion. We're not talking about to the natural Jerusalem, but we're talking to that new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, and God wants his name there. And he also wants his name up on his people. I want you to think about that for a little bit. He wants his name up on his people. Now let's find out something about the name. Something about the name. Well, I've heard all kind of things, and, uh, and I've dealt with people. I remember dealing with the Yahweh people, talking with them. They believe that the name is Yahweh. And, uh, and that was at one time used. And then uh, the Jehovah Witnesses, that's Jehovah. And that was at one time used. And on and on it goes. And some people believe that the name is just God. That's the name. I've heard people say, God is his name. And some think Father is his name. Some think Son. Some think Holy Ghost. I've heard all kind of things. But I want you to know there is a name that has existed down through time. And I want to look over here in the book of Isaiah for just a moment. And I want you to notice something in the 63rd chapter of the book of Isaiah. If you have your Bible, turn with me. And we'll look here in verse 7. He said, I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed upon us, and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he hath bestowed on them, according to his mercy, and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. For he said, now this is God speaking, for he said, my people, children, uh, uh, surely uh, they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their Savior. I want you to think about that phrase. He was their Savior. Now watch this. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and bare them and carried them all the days of old. Now I want you to notice a couple of phrases here. He was their Savior. For he said, surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their Savior. He was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. 
And in his love and pity, he redeemed them. So you're talking about a Savior that was afflicted with the people of God. And the angel of his presence saved them. He had love and pity. So he redeemed them and bare them and carried them all the days of old. Now, isn't that just like Jesus, what he did in the New Testament? Now, the word Savior is used here. And uh, let's go back now to Isaiah about the 12th chapter. And let's learn something about this name that I'm talking about today. All right. In the 12th chapter of the book of Isaiah, it said, And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with uh, me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Now I want you to notice here, make mention that his name is exalted. I would like, if you have your Bibles there, to turn with me over to, uh, I believe I want Philippians. Philippians, the second chapter, and very interesting here. And here he said in the second chapter of Philippians. Now, make mention, he said, that his name is exalted. Who? God's name. Jehovah has become my salvation. But let's learn something here. All right? In the second chapter of the book of Philippians, about verse 9. Wherefore, now this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him. Who? Jesus. That's who he's talking about here. And given him uh, a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, of things in earth, of things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, I want you to think about that. God has highly exalted him, who? Jesus, and given him a name which is above every name. Now, what did Isaiah said? I say he said that we are to let everybody know that his name, the name of God, is exalted. Now, the name back there that was used was Jehovah. But he said in that 12th chapter, Jehovah has become my salvation. In Ephesians 1, and we look here at verse 20. Um, let's look at verse 19. He said, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, 
which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Now watch this. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He's got a name which is above every name. And uh, he's above all that. God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Now let's look at that for a little bit. Clear back there, whenever that uh, God gave a blessing unto Israel and told the Aaron, and Moses told Aaron how to do it, and he gave him that blessing, he said he wanted his name upon his people Israel. He wanted his name upon them. God has never changed his mind. He still wants his name upon his people. Now, God has highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. Now, let's look at something here in the Word of God. In the fifth chapter of the book of the Gospel of John, and we read here in verse 39, because Jesus was dealing with some people that was having a problem believing uh, who he really was. And uh, in verse 39, he challenged them. He said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that you might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. He said, I came in my Father's name. He had the same name that his father had, the same name that was back there clear in the uh, book of Genesis whenever that men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. The same name that he wanted put up on the children of Israel. And uh, the Bible said, Jehovah has become my salvation. Now in Matthew one twenty one, it says that a child would be born, you know, and, and uh, said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Now, if you would study the name Jesus in the Hebrew, Yeshua, you'd find out that it means Savior or salvation. That's what it means. All right. Jehovah has become my Savior or my salvation. Jehovah has become my Jesus. So whenever that we talk about Jehovah, El Shaddai, or any of the other names that was used in the Old Testament, it was always the fact that God is our Jesus. God is our salvation. In the book of Hebrews, in the first chapter about verse 4, it says there that, talking about Jesus again, being made so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Now, he inherited his name. He said it, I came in my Father's name. So then, if I was going to look for the name of the Father, it's already revealed. The name of the Father would be Jesus. Jesus. And he is also Christ. He is Christ. He is the Messiah, the anointed one that was to come. 
And the Bible said God was in Christ. Again, God was manifested in the flesh. So we got Bible for all that. In the 24th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, I thought this was really interesting. And Jesus is talking to his disciples. And this is before he ascended up on high. And uh, he had them together there. And uh, he begins to talk to them in verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which speak unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets in the Psalms concerning me. So I have a right then to go back to the law and to the prophets and right through the Word of God, Psalms, wherever, and talk about Jesus. I have a right. Right here it is. Now watch this in verse 45. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. And unto them, and he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Now watch the next verse, 47. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. In whose name? In the name of Christ. All right, what was his name? Thou shalt call his name Jesus. And uh, I believe it was Jesus that said upon this rock. What? The rock Christ. He said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And he wanted his name on his church. That's why we baptize in water and call on the name of Jesus Christ. Because he said he wanted that name upon his children. And we have a right to do that. And the Apostle Paul uh, told his testimony in the book of Acts and said, Ananias come in to him and said, uh, Brother Saul, after he had prayed for him and everything like that, Saul must have been praising the Lord. Uh, why tarryest thou? What are you waiting for? He said, Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. Did you catch that? And wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now I'm going to read again verse 47 here. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. Whose name? Christ. That's who he's talking about. In his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Now, do we have any Bible to confirm that? Yes, if you turn to the second chapter of Acts, you'll find that Peter begins to preach to those people after the Holy Ghost had fallen in the upper room and it comes out and begins to preach. As they begin to preach talking about Jesus, then we find there were certain uh, people there and they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Now this is what Peter gave them. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For what? The remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children and to all them that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So I want you to think about this. When we talk about the name, Peter also said in the book of Acts 4 and 10 through 12, There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Neither is there salvation in any other. So if you want to be saved today, you better think about this name of God.
It's your time's going today. We'll see you next week, same time, same station with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. Listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday at 8.30 a.m. here at your local station, 590 a.m., 101.1 FM, WMBS, Uniontown. It's cloudy and 60.